Mondays.wop.com. It's Mondays with your host, Carl Franklin. This is Jeff Maciolik here in the studio with Carl, Richard Campbell, and Mark Miller announcing show number 26. I'm back. I wrote today's intro and I sound way sexier than Carl. Mondays is produced by Pop Productions, providing professional audio and podcasting services online at www.pwop.com And now, the man who never gave me the password to the email address he complained I didn't check, Carl <laughs> Franklin! <laughs> oh, so that's what it was. So the whole show, all before the show, Jeff's just sitting there going, I've heard my own joke this time. I don't need any help. Yeah. Yep. I got it going on. I got it. You don't need my, I don't need your help. Yeah, you yeah. Oh, it'll be funny. Yes. You've been sitting on that one all week, haven't Dude, you, Dude, I wrote friend? that when I was editing the show last weekend. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, how are all you guys? Jeff, let's start with you, man. So- Basically, it's my fault is what you're saying. Well, at least that's what I'm trying to say. Now, uh, <laughs> admittedly, I've been having some problems with my memory lately, so it is possible that you told me the password and I just either wasn't paying attention or didn't remember. But uh, Didn't I- remember what? What? Huh? Hmm? Where am I? Who what? are you people? <laughs> Why am I wearing this strange crap on my head? <laughs> I'm just now listening to this show for the first time. Yes. <laughs> but, uh... On a lighter note, um, I am actually having problems with my memory, and it's it could be due to a like chronic disease that runs in my family. Yeah, but um, probably not. It's probably, probably just you're not, not eating enough fish oil or yeah, something. I'm probably you not know? eating enough fish oil and not taking my vitamins. It's <laughs> probably um, what it is. But, but on a more serious and, uh, and somewhat uh, more depressing note, um, I'm finally moving out of my parents' house. And that's Yay! depressing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, and uh, and also I found out that the place that I'm moving to has high speed internet access after all, Woo-hoo! which is good because it means I'll be able to continue doing uh, this. Good, whatever the hell this, whatever is. this is. Yeah, you never know though. We might be totally out of business by then. Yeah, we don't even have business. This yeah, isn't even business. This is called a money drain. Yeah, this is a this giant is. sucking sound. A giant sucking sound just to bring a little happiness to those. And and it's not just happiness, is it, guys? I mean, last week when we were late, we we got or when we didn't have the show, we we got death threats. Man, I need my fix. Yeah, you know what I think? I think given the success of your donation system on um, that other podcast, <laughs> maybe what you should do is to try to recoup some of the losses from Mondays. Put up a donation box of some sort. Yeah, maybe on the Monday site. If I get any support from the teeming millions by email, maybe I will do that. But. I don't want to put anybody, I don't want to guilt anybody into uh, listening to this show because, you know. Yeah, I mean, it only costs you a couple hundred bucks, you know, every month. <laughs> I was thinking we could ask all the hot chicks out there to perform sexual favors to us, <laughs> for us. Uh, Would that yeah. be out of line? Donations of uh, of cleavage and... That's what I was thinking. Like, I don't like, even Carl, know. Do you have any numbers on hot number of hot chicks that are listening? 
<laughs> yeah. counts. I can't tell that by IP address. I'm sorry. That, 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 that information does not go in the logs. What, what the f*** is wrong with our technology these days? <laughs> well, you just do a what? reverse DNS entry. You know, you got a name like, um, you know, it's like... Uh, Donna, it's, Bubbles. It's, it's like D- it's dsl.albuquerque.hotchick6974.verizon.net. So. <laughs> it's probably a 400-pound guy with bad breath, man. It's probably what that is all about. Well, anyway, Mark Miller, how are you in Hollywood? Oh, I'm recovering from being sick, man. I've Again, been, uh, I've been I've been uh, doing the uh, the Technicolor salute <laughs> to, awesome. for the last for the last two days, and and I'm just now at a point where I'm like, ah, oh, I'm feeling kind of okay again. It's like Disneyland in a porcelain bowl. Yeah, a little swirling. <laughs> oh, little, well, oh, and there's also, of course, the you know the the you know Jeff was talking about his memory. The same thing with me. I'm like I'm like. Tuna fish sandwich. That was like last week, wasn't it? You know, as I'm watching the, watching the little the meals oh, float by. God, you know, I, I got to make a really quick comment. You said, was it? Did you say the Technicolor toilet bowl? No, no. He said the Technicolor, Technicolor salute. salute. It was just my own toilet salute. Yeah, yeah. Just, just speaking of memory, um, I saw. I, I was at my house. Uh, chilling out with my family in a, you know not in the same room as them because you know i like to chill out at distance and i hear dark side of the moon playing i'm like oh cool my stepbrother's playing dark side of the moon and i go into his room and he's watching of course dark side of oz which uh, he downloaded you know the what? dark side of the moon wizard of oz thing oh right 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 yeah what is this You've you never heard know of about the this? Dark no. Side of Oz? It's an urban legend that if you listen to Dark Side of the Moon and watch The Wizard of Oz with the volume down, like they're perfectly in sync. Yeah, you have to start Dark Side of the Moon on the third roar of the MGM Lion, and uh, they sync up. And it does. It only works of, if you're stoned, it, though. It will help if you're stoned <laughs> or drunk, but there are some interesting things. Track changes on scene changes and, and sort of weird synchronicity when somebody says, I'm standing on the edge of a wave. Dorothy's standing on the edge of something and all sorts of stuff that if you're looking really hard and you know you're on a mind altering substance it it's very cool. It's very deep. Yeah, you man. Know, if we have the technology to figure out this kind of shit, then we got the technology <laughs> to find out if they're hot chicks listening to our show. Okay? Richard, it's got to exist. Richard, please please help us with a little sanity here. How have you been? Oh, I've been fixing water cooling machines, man. Yeah. Hell hath no fury like your wife's computer down because the water pump is fried. Gzzt. I'll tell you, that's pretty weird, but that's that's been my life. I had to order in a new pump and rip the thing out and get it R- fixed. Richard, you spend a lot of time dinking with your machines and your water cooling. Every At some point, do you ever just look at it and go, what the f*** am I doing? Oh, constantly. Constantly. That's it, I'm, it's, and I've recognized that it's simply brain damage. <laughs> you know, I'm okay with the fact that there's something deeply wrong with me. <laughs> I just keep doing this thing. And that's that's why I keep doing Mondays, because apparently I'm not, I'm not the only one that has something <laughs> deeply wrong with him. You're talking about Jeff, right? <laughs> oh, there's definitely something wrong with Jeff, yeah. but I think it's the hair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Karen is not here this Karen. week. Karen! Uh, yeah, she called. She couldn't make it. She was uh, indisposed, and she couldn't uh, drive here uh, legally. Let's just she was say smashed. That. Yeah, she's blottoed. She didn't want to risk her life, and I I didn't blame her for that. Yeah, so. now she's to get drunk at the show. Yeah, she did. she said, "Well, me and a friend of mine are you know never mind." 
So they were up at the Mohegan Sun having a good old time, and she just didn't want to chance it. I guess she didn't even have a uh, a designated driver. And I got serious girl toys here too, you know. Oh well, she'll have to we'll have to put it on her portable girl player. toys, huh? You got pictures of those in use? You can send to me. Yeah. Why? Yes. Actually. All right. Well, let's start out this this show right with a little segment we call the Week in Geek. Geek, geek, geek. Ah! And this is where I comb the news for geeky stories and uh, just embellish them a little bit to make them sound stupid. Story number one, News Factor Network is reporting that more than 50 million tracks have been downloaded from the European iTunes portal in the first year of operation, according to figures from Apple. Uh, The portal was launched in the UK, France, and Germany in June 2004, and now operates in 17 European countries. The most interesting metric by far comes from the download leader, France, where it seems the only track downloaded is the 1974 rendition of La Vie en Rose, sung by Jerry Lewis. Oh, oh, oh. Yuck. Nasty. Information, I need your help here, guys. Richard is the only one out there uh, (laughs) reacting. We don't have a laugh track. You know, we can't afford it. So, Information Week reports that Yahoo's decision to pull the plug on perhaps hundreds of chat rooms following reports that some of them were used to promote sex with minors was an overreaction by the entertainment portal, privacy advocates said Thursday. According to Jörn Jorgensen, president of Get Out, LLC... This was just, this was just, quote, another attempt by Yahoo to control the content of their chat rooms according to the tastes of their sponsors, thinly veiled as a knee-jerk reaction to some minor incidents to draw attention away from the real issue, control. He went on to say that administrators or ops of chat rooms with names such as, hey kid, I have a sticko candy for your ass. Jesus. Are, me- are merely a form of artistic expression and should be held up as an example of our Fifth Amendment at work. <laughs> Yearn Jorgensen. Yeah. Yearn. Fifth Amendment. They have that over in Europe too, huh? They do. I know. <laughs> That's cool. That's what makes America great. Yeah, it's called WordPad in about 10 minutes. Uh, EE Times is reporting that fuel cell technology promises to power mobile PCs for full working days, while instant refueling with cartridges could extend runtime almost indefinitely. Yeah, baby. Manhasset, New York. True story. The Mobile PC Extended Battery Life Working Group, an Intel initiative, has released its, quote, fuel cell guidelines for mobile PCs, end quote, covering electrical mechanical, control, thermal, environmental, and regulatory aspects of fuel cells for mobile PCs. Quote, this document guides fuel cell developers on what it takes to design fuel cells for all-day computing for mobile PCs, said Kamal Shah, manager of Mobility Enabling Initiative, Mobile Platforms Group, Intel Corp., and chairman of the group in a statement. One thing that the document does not mention, however, is that the device for shrinking the fuel cell to a notebook-sized form factor exists only in the basement of Darren and Samantha Stevens in the 60s fantasy television comedy Bewitched. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And in other news, the New York Times reported last week that IBM plans to move 13,000 jobs from Europe and the U.S. to India. (laughs) Even as it proceeds with layoffs of up to 13,000 workers in Europe and the United States, 
IBM plans to increase its payroll in India this year by more than 14,000 workers, according to an internal company document. And we have Ted Garland, head of IBM Human Resources, on the line from Boca Raton, Florida, to discuss this alarming trend. All right, we're calling him. Hello. Hi, Ted. Uh, this is Carl Franklin from Mondays. I'd like this to is speak. Ted Garland from IBM Human Resources. I can't get to the phone right now, but please leave me a message and I will get back to you <laughs> as soon as possible. Thank you and have a great day. <laughs> Don't you hate it when they, oh, when they do that hello at the beginning? Yeah, I hate that. Jeez. And finally, Wired Magazine is reporting that the Cosmos 1 solar sail is missing shortly after its launch from a Russian nuclear submarine. The $4 million Cosmos 1 spacecraft blasted off atop a converted Russian missile at approximately 12.46 p.m. Pacific time on Tuesday. But ground tracking stations failed to pick up its signal after an initial burst of data, according to mission controllers. Monday's correspondent, Mark Miller, has interviewed Chief Scientist Advisor Igor Schmeckel. Mark, take it away. Thanks, Carl. Well, as you know, Professor Igor Schmeckel of the Solar Sail Institute, a nonprofit solar sail watchdog operation, was brought in earlier today to help find the missing spacecraft. Professor Schmeckel, in addition to being an expert in solar sail communication technology, also happens to hold a doctorate's degree in failed launchings from Russian nuclear submarines. Oh, really? I didn't realize you could get a degree in something that specific. Neither did I, Carl. Neither did I. Oh, well, let's, let's hear the interview then, Mark. Uh, right. Well, uh, Carl, as you can imagine, Professor Schmeckel has had a very, very busy day today, and he's had limited time to speak to members of the press corps. You uh, didn't get the interview, did you? Well, actually, I did. In fact, I got two interviews. They're just not the hard-hitting journalistic gold that I'm normally accustomed to delivering on this show. Okay. Uh, Jeff, can you play back the interviews with Schmeckel? Yeah, just a sec. Hello? Uh, hello, Mr. Shedley. This is Mark Miller from... Uh... No way! I'm busy! That was the first interview. The second one's a little better. Jeff, can you play back the second interview? Uh, hello, Mr. Smokey. Mark Miller here from Mondays. I, I, I told you to go away. I'm busy saving the future of space exploration. Uh, Mark? Yes, Carl? That was it? Uh, yes, Carl. Um, now, that was like two hours ago. Well, I'm thinking maybe he's had a chance to add a martini and some quaaludes since then. Yeah, let's give him a call now. What, right now, live on the show? Yeah, sure, man. Go ahead. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, hang on a second. I gotta mute out the uh, the phone while I'm dialing the number. Hello, uh, Mr. Shackle. This is Mark Miller from Mondays. We're recording live right now. Can I talk to you for the briefest of moments? Hello, Mr. Miller. Uh, uh, what can I do for you? Uh, so, Mr. Schmecky, um, the initial reports coming in today stated that a burst of data was received from Cosmos 1, and then a few minutes later, communications totally went dark, effectively making the solar sail a $4 million hunk of dead metal lost in space. Well, the name is Schmeckel, and no, the solar sail isn't lost at all. 
we now know exactly what is going on. Uh, but I must confess that before yours truly was brought on board, uh, the other alleged scientists were using things like Ouija boards and magic eight balls to locate the thing. Uh, you know, that all sounds very optimi optimistic, Mr. Schmeckel. But do you have any hey! evidence at all that... Hey! Four! Uh, what's me? going on? Nine! Um, excuse me, Mr. Schmeckel. Uh, what are you Four. doing? I'm receiving a nine transmission from the Cosmos One uh, using a four a set of biopulic transfabulators in a two series. Gee! Uh, that have been surgically nine implanted into my four brain uh, shortly before I four came on board. Nine. Uh, gee, Mr. Schmeckel, that's uh, that's amazing. I've never heard of a biopulic transfobulator before. Nine. How does that work? Uh, Mars, did you get that last nine? All right, honey, that's all for now. Uh, yes, uh, Mr. Miller. Well, I'm afraid that your Monday's audience is far too pedestrian to ever grasp the intricate science behind the serial biopulate transflavulated cranial implants. Oh, come on. Give us a chance. I mean, what, what are you saying, Mr. Schmeckel? All right, all right. I'll simplify it so it fits nicely inside your pea-sized cranium. Okay, so let's say you and I are playing tag. You're it, and I'm the receiver. And instead of running away from you, I run toward the other players, and they don't think that I'm it, and they easily get tagged. And then they just stand there, and the real it, which is you, catches them off guard and tags them. Uh, not knowing who is it, uh, they just sit down and cry. And when they cry, the other guy hears it, and that is essentially a transfabulated circuit right there. So it's like a game of tag, then? No, it's not a game. Did I say it was a game? Well, you said that we were playing tag, and... Who? You. Me what? You said we were playing tag. Evan! Uh, uh, Mr. Schmeckle, we were talking about playing tag. Y yes, I said, let's say you and I are playing tag. Right. I didn't say the serial biopulic transfabulated cranial implants are playing a game. Well, well, like I'm dealing with a 1980 technology here. You have the storage capacity of a transistor. You understand English, or perhaps you might prefer I speak another tongue, like Cro-Magnon cave talk. No, actually, English would be fine. Um, so what does the message say? Uh, what message? Oh, yeah, the message. Uh, well, the message is being decrypted using the latest cryptography methodologies being applied with the help of the scientific method and using 400 massively parallel 4440-44 computer processors and a 10 by 40 matrix. We are able to piece together the data in an OLAP cube, which is terrible for the Eurosceptic freeing algorithm that I developed in my San Jose laboratory uh, which was loosely based on the work of 19th century Danish physicist Heiliger Dankesan. I see. And what does the message say? Who cares what it says? The thing is speaking to us. Nine! Marge! Did you get that? Okay, well... Nine! Well, Carl, uh... Seven. I don't know exactly what we just learned there, but, uh... Nine. Back to you. And that is The Week in Geek. <laughs>
<laughs> that Schmeckle just seems to show up in all sorts of exciting projects, doesn't he? He's a busy guy. We've talked to him before, I think. I think we have, yeah. He gets around. Yeah. Well, anyway, Mark, you got some uh, people dumber than you this week? Yeah, you know, I, I've been, uh, like I said, I've been sick, so I haven't had much time to uh, to do some research on this. Uh, but, uh, you know, I was playing around with the idea of maybe telling a personal story of dumb before I got into this. I got two, two, two official stories of dumb, and I'm thinking maybe I'll do a personal one. Okay. And I don't think I've told this one before. You can stop me if I have. Um, All right. Th- this story took place about, I want to say, about roughly, uh, I don't know, eight years ago, six years ago. I was up in Seattle area. I was visiting my dad and visiting some other uh, relatives in the area. I borrowed my dad's uh, a car, uh, and it's it was one of these uh, kind of explorer expedition things, really, really super long car, all interior stuff with multiple rows of seats kind of thing, and a back area, that sort of thing. And we had just finished seeing my cousins. It was d- late at night. We were headed back to the ferry to get back to my dad's place. And uh, it, rain is pouring down. We start to get onto the pull onto the on ramp onto the freeway, and my daughter says that she wants to sleep and she's cold and she wants a blanket. And I know there's a blanket in the very back, so I say, okay. So before I get on the freeway, I pull over on the side of the on ramp here. It's kind of a left turn to get on the freeway, kind of a mm-hmm. tight turn. I pull off on the right side of the road on the on this on ramp. I put the car in park and I uh, crawl back to the back. The very, very back of this car, it's, it's got to be like, I'm not kidding, it's a very long car. It's almost like 20 feet from the back to the front. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking through it, and I get, uh, I find a, a blanket for my daughter, and uh, as, I'm, as I'm getting the blanket, I, I, I see through the pouring rain, it was almost like a movie, looking out the back windows, I see a, a big-ass truck and a, and a truck driver oh. making the left turn onto the, where we are to get onto the freeway. And this is like, you know, multi, it's got two, it's got, what are the two of the trailers? I forget what these things are called, but they're right, like right. these, these the, the, the big truck, two of the trailers. And the other thing that's very distinctive, well, two other things I remember, the driver's big wide eyes when he sees us and <laughs> two, his frantic turning on the wheel to avoid us. Oh, um, yeah. And then I, then I have one of those Twilight Zone moments, you know what they do in these movies where like the whole background seems to kind of swell past the, right. the main character. You've seen yeah, this kind yeah, of yeah. trick. I had one of those moments for a few seconds. And then I snapped out of it and realized I wasn't having a moment that my car was actually moving backwards up the hill oh. towards the truck as he was coming towards us trying to avoid us. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's when I realized we were not in park anymore. Oh. So I did a Matrix. I did one of these Matrix movie moments where I jumped from the back of the, this truck or the back of this, this expedition car to the front <laughs> with my foot extended like a karate kick, <laughs> jumping over my daughter, over the seats, not touching anything, and my wow. foot hit right on on the brake pedal <laughs> oh, to stop man. the car. I stopped the car and I look because when I was looking out the window, I saw not only was I heading towards the truck, but I was also heading towards the curved side barrier guard as well. Nice. And oh. This is my dad's borrowed car, and I'm thinking, oh fuck, you know, <laughs> yeah. the last thing I need to do is destroy his 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 brand new super X twenty foot expedition car. Oh my so god! So I'm like, I hit the brakes. The car, the <laughs> the truck goes by us with like maybe inches to spare on the side, like maybe four <laughs> inches max, maybe two inches past the side view mirror, <laughs> just zipping by like that. I put the car in truly park and hit the emergency brake. My daughter goes, are we in a crash? And I look on that side. I look on the other side. We're still a few inches away from the curb and nothing's been hit. (laughs) And I'm like, no, we are not. And I didn't tell my dad for like four years (laughs) that story. You know, you know, I feel like I just watched an episode of Chips. 
Yeah, it was kind of like that, but it was <laughs> or, or BJ and the Bear. One it of was those BJ and the Bear man. dumb old shows. <laughs> and my car was talking to me too. You know, the whole time it was. Like, I was going like, "Hey, Trick, or whatever your name is, you crime fighting car. Get your ass in the front seat." So anyway, that's my that was my personal story of dumb that I did. It was I didn't tell my dad this story until like about two years ago. I think I was so I did not want to tell him how I nearly up everything. You know. <laughs> So, Mr. Miller, you park-failing, backwards-rolling, backseat-sitting, <laughs> blanket-searching, truck-crashing nutcase, you, sir, are dumber than me! Yeah! <laughs> wow. You sound just like my dad now, man. <laughs> That's where I, I got this bit for, I, by the way. Mark, I just remember the story of your dad on the skateboard, man. That was priceless. Hilarious. Did I tell was- on this I I think that was episode 14, actually. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So we've got two stories today. Story number one, a tale of munchies and mowers. (laughs) Joseph Mundy, 23, and his buddy had been drinking all night. Finally, at around 3 a.m., they realized they were both hungry. But Mr. Mundy lived in a small town in Ohio, and the only place open at that time of night was a local grocery store that was about three miles down the road. And Mr. Mundy, whose license had been suspended due to previous encounters with the law that didn't exactly go as planned, wasn't about to attract attention by taking his car. He knew that the local authorities were more than familiar with his 1975 Chevy Impala wagon. (laughs) So Mr. Mundy, a law-abiding citizen, at least during the times when he wasn't breaking the law, decided that the best way to get to the grocery store while keeping a low profile would be for him and his buddy to hop on his lawnmower, turn the headlights off, and ride that beast of garden maintenance into town under the cover of darkness. (laughs) At around 3.15 a.m., Police Lieutenant Richard Eidecker spotted Mr. Mundy and his friend swerving their lawnmower on and off the road. (laughs) Lieutenant Eidecker said, I clocked the suspect and his mower at a little under 10 miles per hour. You'd think that at such a slow speed, even under the influence of alcohol, a driver would have enough reaction time to keep it running relatively straight. (laughs) 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 Lieutenant Eidecker also reported the blade mechanism had been engaged and was apparently at the lowest (laughs) setting, which caused it to cut a distinct wave pattern in the lawns and gravel driveways which were adjacent to the road. (laughs) Wow. When asked why he was heading to the store, Mr. Mundy reportedly told the officer, uh, I had the munchies. <laughs> Bad idea. Oh, I was just going to say, like, Jeff, I mean, you don't, that's not what you say to the officers, right, Jeff? You don't say, I had the munchies, man. That's never a drug test that. instantaneously, right? No, I've never, I've never said that to the officer. Okay, that's what I was saying, man. <laughs> Lieutenant Eidecker conducted a field sobriety tra- test, which both men miserably failed. Mundy was taken to the police station where his blood alcohol level was measured at 0.189. Whoa. That's wow. A, that's more than double the legal limit in Ohio, where 0.08 is the maximum blood alcohol level permitted by law for idiots driving lawnmowers at night. <laughs> <laughs> it's the idiot driving lawnmowers clause. Yeah. Mr. Mundy was arrested and charged with driving under suspension and operating a vehicle under the influence of alcohol. He was cited and released while his lawnmower was impounded. Mr. Mundy's friend was not charged because while it may be questionable behavior, it is not against the law in Ohio to hang out with dumb guys. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mr. Mundy, you license suspended, beer drinking, lawnmower driving genius, you should know by now that it's never in your best interest to mix alcohol, powered garden tools, and the police. (laughs) 
But for throwing sharpened blades of steel into the mix, we are forced to conclude that you, sir, are dumber than me. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's finally, story number two. Burglar packs trunk, takes vacation at local precinct. Manuel Riviera, 26, was an early riser. He liked to wake up early in the morning before setting out on his day of stealing from people. <laughs> and so it was at 4 a.m. that Mr. Rivera found himself in the parking lot of a local apartment complex, standing in front of a car loaded with goodies that Rivera had, was intent to procure. Mm. So Mr. Rivera grabbed a heavy rock and smashed the rear back window, and mm -hmm. then successfully relieved the, the vehicle. The rear back window, as what? opposed to the front back window, or the <laughs> side back window. <laughs> It's the back rear window is what it is. What, what's, what's rear, back the rear back window? Oh, the back rear window. Side f***ing side rear window, Jeff. Stay out of my story, man. <laughs> and then successfully relieved the vehicle of its contents. Unfortunately, in the process of smashing the window, Mr. Rivera sustained minor cuts to his wrist and hand in the process. Oops. But Mr. Rivera was no milk toast of a man. Mm. After all, he saw that Rambo 13 movie where Rambo had to operate on himself without anesthetic. Did you see that one, Carl? No, oh, man, it was gross. <laughs> Rambo had this nasty cut, and he had to sew it up using a needle and some thread he made from mutant boar hair. You know, Rambo killed that boar by first covering himself up in mud and standing against a mud wall that just happened to be next to the wild boar trail. I mean, what are the odds of that? And then when this mutant boar came by, the mutant boar, he's all pissed off because the Nazi scientists on the island have been recombining his DNA with samples from Katie Couric. Rambo opened his eyes, and you're like, oh, my freaking God, Rambo's been standing at the wall the whole time and Rambo lets loose on the mutant boar with a headbutt that's so intense it could have sent Count Dooku hurtling through the spaceship observation window hey Carl Carl wouldn't it be cool if Rambo was on the spaceship with Anakin and Obi-Wan and then Count Dooku showed up and said I'm even more powerful than when you last saw me and Rambo said that and then laid down some semi-automatic smack on Count Dooku's butt then Rambo would have taken out Palpatine's lily white old man ass because Rambo's been lied to by superiors before Palpatine would say like join me and we can roll the universe as this ugly old guy in Vietnam vet and Rambo would say I'll never join you and then Palpatine would get all ugly and gross and lift up his hands to do one of those electric zapper force moves and you'd think it might be over for Rambo this time but Rambo would stay cool he'd inform Palpatine that early in the morning he'd secretly sewn a case of C4 explosives into the seams of Palpatine's chalky underwear and then the camera would cut to a reverse shot and we'd see that Palpatine's butt was indeed noticeably larger and then Palpatine would be like damn that's why it's been itchy all day and then Rambo Rambo would pull out a remote detonator and switch and say goodbye you ripple head forehead freak and boom Rambo would press the button and the bridge of the ship would be covered in Palpatine puree <laughs> bam oh boy that would have been a good movie oh well okay <laughs> anyway back to our story I'm sorry <laughs> Bleeding from his encounter with the rock and glass from the first car, but not incapacitated and determined to steal more stuff, Mr. Oh. Rivera moved on to a second car, which was filled with more goodies than Mr. Rivera would like to call his own. Staring at the glass, rock in his hand, Mr. Rivera recalled back on the important lesson learned only moments before. This time, instead of breaking glass, Mr. Rivera dropped the rock and checked the trunk. To his surprise, it was unlocked. And so he opened the trunk, crawled into it, and then attempted to force an opening into the passenger area. 
Unfortunately for Mr. Rivera, he discovered that the trunk and passenger area were separated by an unpenetrable wall of solid metal. Ready to go back to plan A, uh, rock smashes glass, (laughs) Mr. Rivera started to turn himself around in the trunk preparing to exit. Of course, in the process, Mr. Rivera accidentally kicked the roof of the trunk, which caused it to slam shut in an ever so tight manner. (laughs) And right about then is when Mr. Rivera realized his dreams of gaining vehicular entry would never be fulfilled. (laughs) Approximately 50 minutes later, Mr. Rivera, still trapped in the trunk of the car, heard another car driving slowly by, and so he started screaming for help. Of course, it was a security guard who was passing through the parking lot. Hearing the muffled cries for help emanating from the vehicle and noting that the sounds were coming from the trunk of the car, the security guard decided it would be best to leave Mr. Rivera in the trunk and contacted the Fresno County Sheriff's Department. (laughs) Deputies arrived and freed the trapped man. Mr. Rivera told authorities that, quote, I lost my keys and was looking for them in my trunk. Uh Skeptical, deputies then asked Mr. Rivera how he got the cuts on his arm. But before Mr. Rivera could make up a lie about that, the cops noticed the blood trail leading from the second car back to the first, which, of course, had that big-ass broken window and all (laughs) the stuff from inside stacked up on the ground. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Rivera was promptly arrested and taken to a hospital for treatment and was later charged and booked on two counts of burglary and giving false information to a police officer. Bummer, dude. So, Mr. Rivera, you early rising, glass bashing, trunk crawling robber, I got two pieces of advice for you. One, when hurtling heavy objects through glass, I suggest not hanging on. <laughs> this advanced technique is called throwing. <laughs> Number two, before crawling around in the back of a trunk, always make sure it has one of those quick release switches on the inside. Otherwise, you're just asking for some smackdown from the gods of vengeance and irony. (laughs) And so, Mr. Rivera, the fact that I even have to tell you how to do your dumbass job can mean only one thing, that you, sir, are dumber than me. Yeah. (laughs) F***ing beautiful. F***ing beautiful. Now, oh my God, where have you been? <laughs> yeah, sorry, it was only two guys, but it really is true that reality is stranger than fiction. It's you can't make this shit up. But nothing stranger than Mark Miller. <laughs> now it's time for Richard, the Toy Boy. I know you got lots of toys because you were saying, you know, I could do the show just all by myself and have enough material. Well, Gary Stanley has gone berserk this week. I think he's not not working. I think the only thing yeah, he does... he must is- be unemployed, because so many links. And plus, it's just been a good week for toys. Yeah. I've been out there looking around. And, you know, I, I collect toys all week long just for this night. Yeah. And it's been an unbelievable week. You know, the problem, of course, is that some toys... I, I have to figure out, is this actually a toy bit? Should this be a uh, dumber than me bit? Could this be a news bit? It's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. So I always make sure there's got to be an object involved. If there's an object involved, it could be considered a toy. And I, <laughs> That's pretty And broad. I bring to you an example of this problem. Take a look at shrinkster.com slash 67i as in indigo. All right. Now, this is actually... A news story, admittedly, on Ananova. Oh, yeah, they're But they're it does reliable. relate to an object. Oh, God. Oh, the no. object in K, uh, of note here is a bar of soap. Oh, 
God. But not an ordinary bar of soap. Uh, a bar of soap made from human fat. God. But not just any human's fat. It's the Italian Prime Minister, Silvio Bertasloni. Now, why this man would allow his fat to be rendered into a bar of soap, I do not know. That's disgusting. What I do know is that far more people than he intended to know know he got liposuction. <laughs> God. And somehow this bar of soap has been acquired by an artist who's trying to sell it through Art Basel, which is in Switzerland, and they want a mere 10,000 pounds for this Good. bar of soap. God. So that is way below the average selling price for Prime Minister soap. <laughs> Prime, Prime Minister ass fat soap. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I don't, you see, I don't know. I don't keep track of the, the parts of the body that the fat comes from, so my prices could be off. Yeah. <laughs> I got a bar of neck fat soap, but that's no, the ass fat a will little definitely cheaper. get you at least like uh, 15,000 pounds. It is below. <laughs> Oh, that's good to know. I'll, 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 you know, I guess it just shows my inexperience this with this sort of stuff. This is disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Is that it's art. I'm telling you, it's art. It's, it's even got a name, Manny Paluti, which means clean hands in it in Italian. Manny Paluti. There you go. Man, he's Paluti. Listen to the artist. He said, "I came up with the idea because soap is made of pig fat." And I thought how much more appropriate it would be if people washed their hands using a piece of Berlusconi. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, I don't know why, why, why it is. Over the, sorry, man. I'm coming up with about three different jokes at once on this, and I can't figure out which one I'm going to say. They're just too much. Yeah. All right. But What's you see next? my dilemma here. Is this a new story? It definitely could qualify as a dumber than me. It's certainly or news. Or is it a toy? Yeah, I'm just thinking about the poor Italians. Will somebody let them know that they make soap out of things other than pig fat? (laughs) Along the same lines, take a look at shrinkster.com slash six, seven, Jays and Juliet. And I mean along the same lines as in no, not soap made from some prime minister's ass. But another news story about an object that is definitely dumber than just about anything I've seen. Oh, that looks cool. These are these are that little people, right? Crazy. No, that's a thirty foot tall table and chair. Uh, it's it's taller than thirty feet, my friend. Look Whoa. at the people. It's no, like a hundred feet tall. No, that is a big table and chair. Well, it says it's it's nine meters. There, they say it's thirty feet, but I think it's thirty feet. I think Carl's smoking crack. See, then these are children in the picture because. There's well, one dude. guy standing under the leg, and what has he got to be, six feet? Yeah, say he's six feet, so all there's right, so one. five of him. Yeah, okay, all right, I could see that. <laughs> I love this, I guess man. 30 feet is a lot bigger than I thought it was. That is a big table and chair. <laughs> That's really amazing. <laughs> I think it would be funnier <laughs> if all the little people were running away. <laughs> dude, I want to, I want to like, climb the thing. I want to, like, rappel down the legs and stuff. I think it needs to have a plate, knife, and fork on it. Yeah. Then you can say a little fee fi fo fum and you've got yourself a gag. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, That's God. awesome. All right. I like it. This is really that is astounding. a big table and chair, but see, still an item so I could qualify as a toy, right? I, I guess. <laughs> Jeez. See, I would take my kids there with their bad. I would say, if you were bad one more time, I will uh. let the giant eat you. And then I'll bring him <laughs> to the park. And you say, oh, you're so lucky he's gone. You're so lucky. <laughs> All right, next. Next. That's weird. It is weird. I really wow. like it. 
The, you like it a lot, I don't really you? Like it's that. the biggest freaking table and chair <laughs> I've ever it's seen. It's really in my life. surreal. I like surreal. Do, do you think that artist is perhaps compensating for something? <laughs> <laughs> I like this line from this story. When it was on display in Rome, two homeless people were said to have lived underneath it. <laughs> Dude, that's a great place to live. Why not? And where do you live? Li- hey, where do I you live? Under the big table, Under man. the 30 foot table. That's where my house is. Oh, man. All right, next. From one of my favorite sites, take a look at shrinkster.com slash 67K is in kilo. Just a random item. I saw it. I love it. I want one. <laughs> From the site, I want one of those.com. Oh, my God. The remote control golf ball. Oh, God. Can you imagine? Ah. Now, the first thing you need to know about this golf ball is if you actually whack it with a wood, that's the end of the ball. Okay? Ah. They don't say it, but they imply it. If you're going to put this thing on a tee, make sure you drive it away before the guy hits it. Yeah. Because if he does, it isn't going to work anymore. <laughs> well, it's what, it, it, it looks like the way it's meant to be used is you hit it, and you make these amazing shots where, like, the ball's rolling uphill and <laughs> all around. Yeah, but only when you're putting. Right. That's great, man. It's just one of those bizarre little things. This is really weird. The ball has a little spinning gyro in it, and when you activate it from the remote, it spins off in random directions. So it's kind of just like a joke ball. It doesn't actually, you don't navigate it into the hole, But it's do not you? random. It's, no, it's no, you are it's controlling it? it. No question you're controlling it. But the, pro- the, the, way they, the reason they phrase it that way, Carl, is to let you know, don't hit it with right. a club. But I think that, you know, you shouldn't get the impression that, you know, this is to... to you know, for the purposes of getting a hole in one and actually getting away with it, or not a hole in one, but actually putting it, you know, with one stroke. Yeah, you, uh, you know, it's really just a gag. That and you driving the remote control might just give it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Moving on. Pretty cool though. To scarier toys. This is another classic from one of our listeners. I think it might have been Gary. Shrinkster dot com slash six seven L is in Lima. Takes us to the company Megavolt. And mm-hmm. Megavolt makes Tesla coils <laughs> for purchase or rental, I might Renting mention. Rent yourself Holy a Tesla sh- coil. Wow. Now, this particular one, the T30, the largest one they make, that's big. About six and a half feet tall. It's taller than me. Yeah. Takes 7,000 watts to power. 220 volt single phase. <laughs> Basically, you can lay down lightning anywhere you want. And they have a couple of videos attached, which I'll give you an opportunity to take a look at to watch this thing blasting lightning bolts all over a building. Well, you can see the Richard, pictures. can I hook that power supply up to my computer? <laughs> yes. yes seven you kilowatt could. power supply. Please do yeah. and tell us what happens. And uh, have a video camera running. When yeah, you definitely that. have a video camera. And, and also be standing in a pool of water and holding on to a large uh, metal thing. Hold on, let me write this down. Yeah, seven thousand seven kilowatts is way more than I would want to like be near. Oh yeah, no, you don't want to be anywhere. You don't want to be close to it. Wow. God, Tesla coils, of course, easy fodder. But really, I've used the Tesla coil as a segue to a much stranger set of videos. (laughs) Actually, Richard, before you get off that topic, how much do these things run for? Do they say? Jeff's, they don't, yeah. Jeff's yeah, interested. I gotta ask. Oh man. Jeff's interested. They gotta ask. He wants one. Bad. 
He's thinking about a party. He's saying, hey, now this isn't a bad idea. Little housewarming. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Let's bring one down to the to the crossroads of State and Bank Street and set it off. Let her grip. All right, so you got something new? Sure, another electrical toy, just slightly different electricity. Uh-oh. Shrinkster.com slash 67M as in Mike. M as in marital aid. As in ma- marital aid. <laughs> Snailaway.com. Snailaway.com. What the hell? Wasn't, wasn't that a song by Styx? <laughs> <laughs> Come snail away. No poison, safe for kids, not affected by weather, simple to use. It's snail away. Now get I this. I oh my God. They've taken a couple of silver bands, wrap it around your flower pots, and then electrified them. So when the snails crawl Duh. across them, <laughs> they connect the two up, and they're not happy anymore. I love it. Wow, you know oh, what? That would be, that's so wrong to hurt animals. You know, like that. well, this is the thing is, it doesn't kill them. It just convinces them they want to go a different direction. It's like wow. an electric fence for snails. That's, that's right, cool. and it's very low voltage. I mean, so low that it doesn't have any effect at all. I think hook the Tesla coil up to it because <laughs> I want to see snails in orbit. Right? I want to see the snail crawl across and go bang and t- catch some serious air. <laughs> I would agree with you. You know, I gotta say, this is a really ingenious idea. The snail. It's very way. clever. I wonder what it, it sounds it? like. Does it sound like, or does it sound like? It's not gonna sound like anything. Does it just sound like Tesla ah! coil up to it? Do they like Plus scream? The, you know, Plus I, the battery life on this is pretty good. Of course, you just gotta imagine what their user testing is like. You know, the snail's <laughs> like, "Don't make me go across that again." <laughs> look at the package <laughs> and the look on the snail's face. He's all pissed off. Hey, man. What you go electrifying the flower pot? I gotta for, tell you man. though, I gotta tell you, when I first moved to Los Angeles, I never lived in California in my life, and I lived in the San Bernardino area. And Mark, you know what it's like, cause you live out there, man. There's snails everywhere, right? And I was sitting in sitting on my couch and right next to a window, and I swear I saw something move out of the corner of my eye. And I looked out the window, and there's a bush, and the snails are walking down the window and one of them was like hanging from some slime thread you know getting onto this bush and then hanging from a leaf they were just like everywhere and i was like ah! <laughs> i had never seen such snails before you know i wonder again, if you could use a like a, a sort of coating of salt like a big salt lick you know in a, in a circle <laughs> instead of a uh, an electric fence and, and ah, like put it in a, in a high-pressured cartridge so that when the <laughs> snail triggers it, you just blast them with the salt. Like, it's like a fragmentation grenade, but instead of little <laughs> chunks of metal, it's salt. Salt bombs, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I would suggest if you go into the products link there, select how it works. There are a set of videos. Oh, my God. Wow. You can get some nice visual detail how about the whole works. thing. I got to watch. Next, right. man. Oh, my Next. God. Let's, let's, let's move on. Well, Carl, I'm going to tie to one of your stories talking about uh, fuel cells. Yeah. So take a look. Do, 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 do. At shrinkster.com slash 67N is in November. The website is Volar Energy. Where have I heard this before? Well, Volar energy. You yeah. might be thinking of um of, Volker. Oh, I was thinking you were thinking of the Molar Sky Car. Oh, maybe that's Molar Sky Car. Not the same thing. This is Volar Energy selling a portable fuel cell, about the size of a lunchbox. This fuel cell, hmm. not a bad size at all. Hmm. Very portable. There's a catch. Enough power could easily power a laptop. Generates about two hundred watts. Yeah. There's got to be a catch. What's the catch? Ten. 
thousand dollars. Do you know how many? That's right. You've got a lunchbox worth ten grand. Ten big ones. Go crazy. Well, I mean, you're looking at it. I mean, they're powering, you know, an Apple laptop. So, I mean, this is sort of in the reasonable price point for the uh, for the target audience. Oh, very funny. <laughs> I'm going to spend $3,000 on a laptop that's outperformed by a 10-year-old IBM. Woohoo! I'll get a fuel cell, too. <clears throat> Sorry, all of our one Apple listener who could figure out how to play an MP3. And I'll just be editing that right out. <laughs> <laughs> Boating, leisure, camping, and real—do you know how many boats you can buy with the money that it costs to? Yeah, can one. you imagine how pissed you're going to be if you drop that at, over the side at by least accident? Two. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm actually—I'm very happy that you know it's painfully expensive, but it's so much more sane than any other fuel cell thing I've heard of so far. Right. Well, Ballard also had a deal with Coleman trying to do the same thing, but same problem. Once you finally get enough power and enough size that it makes sense, it costs too much. Yep. And those guys who are talking about fuel cells for laptops, that's exactly what they're going to run up against. Mm. Yeah. $3,000 laptop, $10,000 battery. Go crazy. Wow. Are you ready for a really cool toy? Yeah. Are you ready for a toy that'll disturb you when you think in terms of 9-11? A toy you don't want the American military or the American police forces to have? Okay, lay it on me. Shrinkster.com slash 6-7-O is an Oscar. The company, Cambridge Consultants. Oh, I don't like people with those kinds of names. A handheld through-wall radar. To give you 3D uh, images of a space through a wall. Uh, Wait a minute. Isn't this the same device made by that weird guy in Michigan? No, that's an angel light. <laughs> Isn't this an angel this light? This would be a real product. <laughs> a slight distinction <laughs> but there. Isn't, that, isn't this the same sort of thing? No, no. That was supposed to see into people's hands and things and cure cancer. This is supposed to give you a good targeting location for when you do your dynamic entry with flashbangs and M16s. Hmm. Wow. It also looks like it doubles as a jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling that the thing is really heavy, judging by the size of the handles on yeah, this thing. Probably. Yeah. Well, it's a handheld radar device and display. I mean, that's just not going to be light. They actually, and, you know, priced ready to use under 30,000 pounds. But what they don't tell you is that it requires a Voler uh, <laughs> fuel cell <laughs> power fuel supply. Cell. But for this thing, that's almost economical. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the, just like a 5% increase. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. 30,000 pounds. So that's like $50,000 or something. 50 grand. Or, Weighs you know, seven pounds. Or 600,000 grand in your crazy Canadian money things. <laughs> do they have any Do they have any pictures? Yeah, they do. They do, oh, there's and there's some there. high-res ones that show very little useful... It's actually kind of disappointing. It just shows you stuff. It doesn't show you a picture. It shows there's things moving here and here and here. Yeah, yeah really. I, I want a close-up of the guy's ear, <laughs> which ah, is very a little nice. disturbing. He looks very military, doesn't he? Well, the thing that's most disturbing to me is there's this 90-degree right angle in his ear, made out of his ear. Nobody's got, no human I know has got a 90-degree angle like that. <laughs> I just, I just want, you know. That is weird. These look just like a bunch of random clip art images. Dude, he's got acne scars, too. So he's definitely military. Oh, that's gross. This is weird. All right, all right. Moving right along. 
shrinkster.com slash 67p as in papa. You know, we don't think about it much, but digital cameras can be used for high-speed photography just as well as film cameras can. And these guys at Photron have made a 250,000 frame per second digital camera. Video camera? It's a video camera. 250,000 frames per second can catch stuff, you know, like bullets going through apples and, you know, wow. uh, stuff being cut in half, balloons exploding in slow motion, really fast stuff. We got bullets flying through apples all over the place over here. We can never get goddamn proof of it. <laughs> <laughs> I need one of these, man. Awesome. Yeah. Get pictures of you falling on your ass. All right. You know how much mowing the lawn sucks? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, let me show you a solution to your problems, man. Shrinkster.com slash 67Q is in Quebec. Mm-hmm. The company, Evitech.net. The product, remote-controlled lawnmowers. Well, now, this is nothing really new. We've seen robo-mowers before. Oh, this is not even a robo mower. This is a mower. You still have to drive it. You can just do it from your lawn chair. Oh, that's a little bit better than an automatic, I'll figure it out kind of lawnmower, don't you that's think? That's right. Now it's up to you to still mow properly. So in theory, you're still working, Dude. but you can sit down and drink beer while you're doing it. Not only that, but you could mount a webcam to the top of it so you could actually see like from your from inside in your den, you know? Where where to, to mow, where you need to mow. <laughs> How freaking cool would that be? All right. Chase I, down some squirrels with it. All right, yeah, you know, I'm, you can I'm, see as you go like down the lawn I'm on taking, a massacre. I'm taking back my Father's Day tie, and now I'm going to demand that I get this. This is freaking <laughs> cool. For a lazy-ass guy like me, this is perfect. Oh, yeah. And they have optional weapons that you can get mounted on, too. <laughs> Beautiful, Richard. Beautiful. It's awesome, isn't it? It is awesome. Now, remember some shows ago where I said, I am never, never oh, God. doing another USB thumb drive. Yeah, I remember you said that, Richard. Yes, I you did say that. that. Yeah. I said that, definitely. And you know what I said it about when I said it? It was the- uh, Food. The sushi. It was the, the- I was okay with the sushi. The tempura. I was even okay with the damn- Camouflage duck. The tempura ah. shrimp, man. It was the tempura shrimp that put me over the edge. <laughs> but the same guys, the same guys who brought us the duck, the sushi, and the tempura have been at it again. Dude, you promised. There's no way this is I know I promised. This anymore. But this one exceeded the line, man. This one went over the line. And when you see it, you'll understand why. Shrinkster.com slash six, seven R's in Romeo. Brings us once again to Solid Alliance and the USB thumb drive. Ah! Ah! It, it's a thumb. It's a thumb drive. Oh my God. And you know what put me over the line? I'll tell you what put me over a line. God. They gave us one with the nail painted. Oh, oh my God. Look. Oh. Oh. Also, look at the trick the guy's doing, the little magic trick the guy's doing in the bottom left. <laughs> there you go. He's taking his thumb off. You know, I might oh, actually man. like this. I actually well, might yeah, get one of these. This is what I was saying. It's a thumb drive. I What'd you too, think man. it was going to look like? <laughs> wow. 
I There's would want to serve that up in a bowl of Wendy's chili soup, you know, Wendy's chili. <laughs> you know, you'd be, have to be a giveaway at our booth. And you don't have to take anybody's thumb off to get your, you know, $70,000 reward or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Now you're thinking. Now you're thinking. Repeated thumb. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm going to go back to a little more serious toys. I like to alternate my silliness with my seriousness. So I would take you to shrinkster.com slash six, seven S's in Sierra to a company called Clear Speed. Hey, do you remember the coprocessor? Do you sure. remember the 386 and the 46? We had the 487. Oh, of you course. You want to speed math, up your numeric processing? Coprocessor. These guys have gone nuts. What they've done is they've built a coprocessor that mounts on a PCIX slot. Hmm. But we're not just talking about doubling or making your numeric processing go up by 10 times. We're talking about 50 gigaflops Excuse of me? numeric processing. Excuse me? 50. Five zero gigaflops. As in five times as much as the original supercomputers on a card in your PC. Uh, and you can have more than one. Oh, yeah. Now, wait a second now. Now, wow. this doesn't just turn ordinary software now what? up high speed, does it? Where did you go? I think this Where is only for floating go? point operations. Yeah, don't you have to write floating point operations in order to take advantage of the coprocessor? But there's a lot of stuff that happens in floating point, like all yeah, sorts of simulations. Yeah, everything has a floating point. You just plug this car in, you're going to get some advantage from it. But if you're going to go buy this card, and this is a $1,000 plus card. Hmm. You're serious about cranking out some FPU. Well, wait a minute now, Jeff. Is this going to help us process, uh, you know, no. noise reduction and all this kind of stuff? And actually, in audio? That, a lot of that stuff's integer math. Not all really? of it, but a lot of it. What about downloading porn? Can I get that faster with this? No, but you can scale your video faster with this. You can scale your porn faster. You okay, can there you go. Transcode so it, it from DVD to DivX faster. Thanks, Richard. It's got Make its it. own bank of RAM on board. Making note. This will be great for projects that are, you know, like folding at home and stuff. That's probably a lot of a lot of floating point math. Oh, sure. And SETI at home, too. Same sort of thing. Oh, man. This thing would be monster for wow. SETI at home. Build I'm... a SETI at home implementation specific for this card. Wow. Yeah, put six of them in your computer and have a stack now of 10 talking. of those computers. You'd and... find ET in no time, man. <laughs> You'd get the anyway, SETI at home I was award. astounded to see this thing still existed. Coprocessor cards. Yeah, they used to make stuff like this, didn't they? Oh, sure. They still do, apparently. Well, yeah. There you go. I like it. It's cool. Yeah. All right. Next. All right. You ready for a new dumb toy? Bring it on me. I got a style going here, so I'm just going to keep going back and forth. Good, dumb, good, dumb. Take you to 6-7-T as in Tango. It's a mouse. From Logisys. Not to be confused with Logitech, but they both make mice. This is a mouse. With a fan in it. Uh, Why? In case that slimy feeling you get from putting your hand on your mouse all day was bothering you, this is a ventilated mouse. You know, there are people starving in countries overseas, man. Do you really need a fan in your f***ing mouse? Yes. Yes, we do. What is wrong with people? What is wrong with people? That's not right. That isn't right. But it glows blue with an LED. <laughs> I mean, to see, you know, the the problem with this, Richard, is that, you know, with the sensitivity of the mouse, I mean, this is obviously targeted at gamers, right? 
So they want to crank up the sensitivity. But here it's like 800 DPI, so it's not even that sensitive. They probably discovered once they cranked it up to like 2,000 DPI that the, 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 the rotation of the fan just caused the mouse to kind of spin in little circles on screen the whole time. They that were would looking. look cool. <laughs> They're like, got to drop the DPI. Oh. <laughs> got to drop it lower. Got to drop it. Wow. You ready for a good toy, but a weird toy? Yeah. Lay it on us. Give it to me, man. Shrinkster.com slash 6-7-U is in uniform. Takes you. You is in you to man. You to man. <laughs> it's a German site. Dot D-E. Merker Starkick. Dot D-E. Der Starkick ist ein Computer something. It's got sound. <clears throat> So let me tell you what it is. It's an automated foosball table. It's an automated foosball table. Wow. It's a computer cool. opponent foosball table. Whoa. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Can oh, you I imagine? That. that is so cool. Holy is that, that cool? So how does it sense the ball position? It's got video cameras. What? Video. That's now insane. Look, no, no, no. On the no, top no. menu bar there, there's a video section. You can watch these things play. And let me tell you, it's good. It's really good. It's got freaking cool. monkeys in it. <laughs> <laughs> so take a look at the videos of this of this computer playing foosball what a great it is, idea it is evil good at it too this is a great idea this oh, yeah, is, it is the germans man i don't like the french making technology but the germans <laughs> when they come up with one they don't fool around oh who's it the this thing who did the the box with the blinky lights that you plug into USB? That was the French. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I Remember I, I said, this is why the French should not build technology, <laughs> right? They built a Linux-powered $1,000 box of blinky lights. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> hey, are you saying you don't like blinkinglights.nl? I love blinky lights. I measure the quality of my life by the number of blinky lights per square inch. <laughs> he doesn't pay $1,000 for them, however. But I don't pay 1000 bucks for them. Speaking of stupid lights. Oh, no. <laughs> take a look at shrinkster.com slash 67V as in Victor. Richard's on fire tonight, man. He really I'm is. I'm rolling, man. I got a toy for every occasion. <laughs> now, what the hell? irrespective of anything, oh my God. this thing looks like a piece of female genitalia. Yes, it certainly does. I'm not sure which piece. Wait, but which it's is a the, lamp. Uh, what's the shrinkster on this again, guys? 67V as in Victor. 67V. Sorry, somebody said said genitalia, and I was like, oh. There you go. You're <laughs> all over up. it. So there's oh something God. very gen- gender or you know, you're, genitalia you're oriented on this thing. You're supposed to put your hands on this it's thing. You put your hands on it. It measures your heart rate, and then the light throbs with your heart rate. Yeah, well, I'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want anything that looks like that throbbing. Yeah. Yeah, no throbbing, please. Thank you. Throb-free zone. Yeah. All right. So that was nice. Let's move on to the next one. Are you ready to go? We're digging deep now. We're getting into the new f- no fooling category. You know, I got that three screen machine. We are now on the third screen. I have saved <laughs> the worst for last. Oh, God. I can't help myself. I'm going to start with a Carl special here, something he'll kind of dig. Shrinkster.com slash 67W is in whiskey. Going to take you to a site called SpecimenProducts.com. Oh, that's good. Specimen guitar. I love it. Oh, you've got to be kidding. He's even got his tongue out. He's eating the little Pez thing, whatever that thing is he's chasing. Yeah, and and look at the uh, where the nuts are. It looks like a ball. 
and it's got the 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 fret the stuff on the inlay on the fret is like the the little things that he eats the and, the, ball. and the headstock oh is God. the power pill. Sorry, Isn't that I'm confused. Fabulous? Richard, are you asking me to look at Pac-Man's nuts? There you go, <laughs> Pac-Man's nuts, man. I Apparently, wanna, it plays really well. I want to see a bigger picture. How come we have no links here? Oh, well, they don't have any links. Workshop. Workshop. That's cool. That's, I like it. That's pretty neat. You like I that? don't think I'll buy one, but it's pretty neat. Okay. Going back to my friends, the Japanese, and that fabulous site, Panasonic, has come up with, well, shrinkster.com slash 67X as an X-ray. Now, resist your urge to go, oh, my God, that's cool. But what this is, is a car stereo. Double height car stereo with a tube amplifier in it. Mm. And you'll notice the tube is mounted front and center in the middle of the thing. Analog power meter gauges. Mm. You're talking about a $1,000 stereo for your car. Yeah. And what's wrong with this picture? What's wrong with it is that, you know, this is the kind of uh, the difference between analog and digital in tube and transistor can really only be heard like in, you know, pristine sort of conditions and sonically pure conditions. Driving down the highway at 70 miles an hour is not that condition. Let me add one more thing to it. Generally, I want a tube amplifier for amplifying an analog sound, right? Right, to get a natural... It's a CD player, for crying out loud! <laughs> That's right. CD player. Digital. <laughs> Richard, CD Richard, player. Richard, I think you're missing the point, though. This thing isn't built for you. It's built to get the chicks, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's gold. The chicks uh, are like, oh, It's gold. Man. It has a remote control on it. Yeah, it's built Wait to a get minute. The chicks. This says MP3. It plays it's MP3s play too. MP3s Did I mention that? Through a tube. Through a tube. What the f amplifier? Oh yeah. What is wrong with these people? Let's take the crappiest digital signal known to man and run it through an amp, a tube amp, because we want to get that natural sound. Yeah, yeah while we're driving, go. you want your psychoacoustic compression model to sound as natural and smooth as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. The dumbest thing I've ever seen. Anyone who gets this needs to be bitch slapped repeatedly. <laughs> I think they will be. It's just dumb. Gentlemen, I'm ready to move along, and I hate to tell you this, but I am not done. <laughs> I have toys worse than that car stereo. No. But I've had to change genres, and this is why I'm really choked. That Karen's not here because to close out my segment of the show, I have girl toys. Uh, mm. Do you have pictures of these in action? I'm afraid I do. <laughs> oh, <great>. oh, boy. <laughs> the first one, and I'm starting off light here because I don't want to hurt anybody. <laughs> Shrinkster.com slash 67Ys in Yankee. The site Prezi Box. They're 15-pound ironing board covers. Oh, my God. Oh, it's funny. Of course it's funny. But why is it that the girls' parts are all, like, you know, blotted out, but I can still see the guys' nipples? Why don't they blot those out for me? Oh. <laughs> oh, come on now. Did you guys get it? 
Yeah, I see. Well, it. Let me explain what you're looking at here. This is an ironing board cover that is heat sensitive. Okay, I get it. So as you heat it up, certain parts become you uncovered. Know, it's just like those pens or the the swizzle sticks that you used to get. These are ironing board the covers. 80s. They're so much cooler. They're big. They're life size. Yeah. If if you're into like. Little people, I guess. Let me apply a hot scalding iron to this woman's body and and see her clothes fall off. You ready for worse? Go for it. I'll take you to worse. Shrinkster.com slash 67Z as in Zulu. We'll take you to Tulip Computers. That's right. Laptops that look like handbags. Oh, God. In decorator colors. No. This is really... No. Look at these things. Oh. What is wrong with these people? No. It's a lifestyle notebook. And notice all the curvy text implying female something or other. All right, man. Can you believe that? When I'm looking at this flash thing, I feel like I'm traveling down a fallopian tube. (laughs) (laughs) Are you in first place? That's something that counts, man. You gotta be first. God. Now remember, I was working my way up, or was it down? Uh, Are you ready? All right, man. You sure? Because we're getting down to the brass tacks here, so we're getting into seriously bad. Shrinkster.com slash six eight zero. We'll take you to betterbuttocks.com. You Damn, got I it. Site. Dr. <laughs> Roberts. Gives you detailed photographs of what he can do to your ass. Good Lord. You know, I don't know why, but this is in the history on my computer. I typed B-E, and that was it. And it came up. Yeah, yeah I've been here before. How so could you, you have been? I have no idea, but these images are really familiar. I don't know if this is called irony. <laughs> and very disturbing. I don't know if this is called irony or what it is exactly, but for some reason for me, the after pictures are a lot more enticing than the before. I really didn't need to see these before pictures, man. No, I don't want to see. I don't want to see. Some trauma here. I love what it says. This first uh, quote here: "Since the beginning of time, the buttocks have always been one of the two most important determinants of the beauty of the female torso. One of the two. One of two. The other one's the the forehead, right? Yeah. The other two." Yeah. So is that it, man? You're leaving me with pictures of naked butts, man? No. Would I I do that to you? I've got worse, man. I saved the last kicker. The worst of the worst. Something to end with. Something that, well, you just got to think about it for a while to understand how bad we're talking here. Shrinkster.com slash 681. The site. Forget me not. Forget-me-not panties with Sensitech technology. Forget-me-not what? Panties. Yes, I know, but forget what? What are we talking about here? It's underwear with a GPS locator and a temperature sensor built into it. No way. That reports back to you current conditions in your wife girlfriend, daughter's underwear. Oh, Richard, you got pwned by ContagiousMedia.org. Is this awesome? Contagious Media, the makers of the rejection line and blackpeoplelovus.com. 
I love it. In other words, is this a hoax? This is oh, of course a it's hoax. a hoax. Come on, <laughs> but isn't it fabulous? You got to see the photos. <laughs> Go to the Sensatec system and take a good look at what we're talking about here. This is wow. phenomenal. Oh, I like the biometric measurements, which are right down at the bottom of the underwear. Yeah, there you there. go. Right at the crotch of the panties are the biometric measurements. Yeah. That's You're talking insane. about a 21st century chastity belt. Oh, and they're only $1,000, too. A mere. Actually, the basic ones are only 100 Order now. I wonder it's how awesome. many emails they get at sales. Forget me not panties. Yeah, how many sales do they get? Well, Richard, uh, I am truly humbled by the by the breadth and width of your absolutely stunning uh presentation here tonight. I shall never forget <laughs> it. You know, uh these this these forget me not panties, even though have got me sort of hot and bothered and uh you know, I'm feeling a little inspired. I got a, I got a shrinkster URL for you guys. Oh no! So, um, you know, this is this is something that relates to one of my one of my first and most intense love interests. This is at shrinkster.com/slash-six-seven-e. Shrinkster.com/slash-six-seven-e, and you're just going to want to click on that first picture there with the the beautiful reflective sort of round surface. On and the you know top what? There. I, I I don't think we should play this audio. On the show, or have anybody tell, either of these guys tell, what this is. I think this is something our listeners should go experience for themselves. Yeah, this is something you've just got to experience for yourself. Guys, what's, what's, so, up with this, what's up with this second picture? Yeah, well, <laughs> or the third picture, for that matter. The, there are a lot. Actually, everything here is good. Um, everything on the site. But the, the thing that I'm specifically linking to is the is the first one. The picture of Captain Picard. And that's where we're going to unfortunately yeah. end it before anybody has a chance to uh, react Comment. to this. So I just want to, uh, well, thank you guys for, you know, as being, it, being the great co-hosts that you are of this crazy show. We got through it. Internet crisis and all. Right? Yeah. Yep. yep. All right. We'll yep. see you guys next week. Have a great week. Don't take any wooden nickels. <laughs> <laughs>